three, two, one. What am I going to say? <laughs> He always does this to I, me. I'm listen, not going to do it. I just want to sit on the back seat. He does this to me every time. No, it, he I, does this. I, I and then, like and then, and then he goes, You know me. You know, and I'm like, I feel like the freaking <laughs> Muppets here. You know, those two old guys that are sitting there on the top. And I and, and I explain it over and over and over. I'm and then this, and this hyperglycemic <laughs> Muppet looks at me like, What do I do? I do All right. Are we doing I'm the beginning or the ending? All right. Never mind. Okay. Yola's got it. I'm freaking. God. Feeding her Swedish fish and she's still hyper like <laughs> All right. Sorry for saying sorry media presents the Fur Podcast. The best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kerpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kerpenstein. And this is Dr. Susan Little. Yeah, and we're here for the second time with our amazing guest. Who is? Hi, everyone. I'm Eric Garcia. Yay! Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, uh, we had some awesome topics uh, two weeks ago, and I'm yep. really excited to have you back in our podcast studio. Although, I think last time you were playing the host. I mean, you feel yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's I'm, happening yeah. here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, he forgot he just bought it. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I own it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they invested majorly in our podcast. Millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, but it's worth it. Oh, I, I, it absolutely is. It's worth, it, so. it's worth every it absolutely. bit. Absolutely. So psychologists say that we remember information uh, yeah, when yeah. it's woven up into yeah, a narrative yeah. up to 22 yeah. times more yeah, than straight yeah. facts. I just love that statistic. It's, my, it's, it's one of my favorite. That's a great well, statistic. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also, it's not only that you remember it, but it's also you're interacting with it. Yes. Because Emotionally I, yeah. interact. If I put in a radiograph and I say, what's your diagnosis? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, my interaction level is relatively yeah. low. Because yeah. no, if I give him a story yeah. and I say, then at the yeah. end, what's your diagnosis? Suddenly everybody starts interacting. Yeah. yeah. So you hit on something interesting and, and you're spot on with this point as well is it has to be emotional. Mm -hmm. So psychologists say one of the first steps toward building a bond with someone is to tap into emotion. So imagine being a cat owner who goes to a veterinarian's website or, website or mm -hmm. social media network and they see all of these stories of these cats that they're able to actually help. How is that going to make mm -hmm. me feel as a cat? That makes mm -hmm. me feel good, mm -hmm. right? People love feel good stories. Mm -hmm. So it's a great marketing tool mm -hmm. and it's a great educational tool. I agree. Um, you know, again, another AFP data point, I know I forget the exact percentage and you might know it, um, is the fact that because a majority of cat owners just coincidentally end up caring yeah. for a cat. Yeah, we are accidental owners. That's right. Yep. They receive little to no education, right? right? According right. to AFP. Yep. So cats don't come with a like a here's how you care yeah, for Yeah, here's yeah, here's a care right? pack. Like this yeah. cat shows up and yep. all of a sudden you're responsible for caring for it. Um and so again, you know, where do people go for information? Mm. On online. They go online. And we know a lot yep. of what they're finding is inconsistent. But yep. um this is again where practices have an opportunity to educate. Yeah. Mm. So another thing that that I've learned um, is that well, a you have to be on social media mm. if you want to not just grow your practice but even maintain your practice. That. Yeah, I yeah. know. And look at her now. Hey. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. So, <laughs> but what what I also learned is that you can't do it all. 
<laughs> yes. Mm. You can't do it all. And so you do need to choose, not your battle, that's the wrong word, but you do need to choose your forum. And so I think, and you can correct me if I'm sure. wrong, but I think if you're going to choose like, so you have a, uh, your website and if you're going to choose one other place, to me, I think Facebook is the place to go because it's now a search engine. Facebook is used as a search engine. Am, am I right? You absolutely yeah. are. So one, it's used as a search engine. Two, it's over 2 billion users. And I just shared a data point in the lecture that I provided uh, from 2018. So it, it, it's the only social media platform that can reach more than half of every single generation that we're mm -hmm. seeing today. So it's reaching half yeah. of our boomers, which is Huge our oldest clientele. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So you look at Instagram, like which that. is over a billion, which is great. Yeah, but it's focused. Exactly. Yeah. So we're reaching, yeah. which is fine because oh, yeah. it, it is our clientele. But I, I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah. uh, I think Facebook is, yeah. if you were going to choose one more. Yeah, because people will get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And you also have to learn how to do this unless you're hiring somebody, which is also <clears throat> sure. fair enough, right? Um, but you do need to learn how to do it. And so um, I, I you can't dive in and do it all, right? No. Yeah. So I think Facebook and then maybe you could choose Instagram. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. Something I will say is um, I think multiple people in the practice should be involved. Yeah, so that's what we've done. We've got, Good. you know, my, I manage sort of high level manage most of our social media, but there's somebody in each of my practices who collects the stories. Oh, I you love that. You need somebody on the ground, yeah. right? Who's going to take most that certainly. candid pick yeah. of the of the technician who's cuddling the mm -hmm. cat that's waking up from anesthesia, yeah. you know, or who identifies the stories. So I've got, you know, people in the practices who do that. So we work as a team. Beautiful. And I think that, that uh, so for people that want a little bit more than only Facebook, mm. there are programs that can help you with yeah. pushing it out. Absolutely. And I love, for instance, Buffer. It's a great program to use. It's very easy. But I just saw that Instagram made the change too, that you now mm. can uh, push it to multiple Instagram platforms and also to, of course, Facebook. Mm. Uh, that, so that link is there because you know they're owned by Facebook. But um, so they make it easier to communicate with different platforms. Multiple, yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, another thing that I'm pretty sure you taught me, so I'm going to give you credit for it anyway. <laughs> so, I hope so. so. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm pretty sure you did. So I also used, uh, I do it's like, know. you know, she's she's laying on the couch and, and you know, gives her your home. This is good. <laughs> I love this. This is, this is actually making me really yeah, happy. It should make you happy. It should make you happy. So. Um, she never does that with me. No, of course reason. not. I know you too well. So, <laughs> so I think being on YouTube is a good thing. And it used to be daunting to me because mm. I said, oh my gosh, that's a whole lot of like new material to generate for YouTube. Fair enough if you do that. But but what you taught me is that you can curate a channel mm -hmm. on YouTube. Oh, yes. And you don't always, you, you don't have to have new material to start. You can curate a channel. And this is, I yes. Oh, I'm idea. so happy you mentioned that. Yeah. It's, um, so that's absolutely true. So practices think, oh, if, yeah. I, if I want YouTube, I need to create yeah. all these videos. And listen, I, I think everyone here would agree that if you can create your own videos, that right. would be ideal. But we also know that the typical veterinary practice doesn't have time. So AAFP has an awesome mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Yeah. The AVMA has That's an awesome. awesome YouTube channel. Yep. Um, and they all have videos geared toward uh, providing good information for cat owners. Yep. And so what you can actually do on YouTube is create a channel, take those videos. So you can create a channel if you're a multi-species practice. You can create a channel that says videos for dogs, video. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And then videos, okay. and I'm sorry, just one. We're and then there. videos for cats. Yeah. Uh, and then what you do is you refer clients to it. I love so you, you it. tell I them go to our, our yeah. feline playlist. Um, there's going to be information on litter box training, or there's going to be. That's what we're going to do as next step. So, you, yeah, yeah Create absolutely. your own. Oh, you yeah. Have, yeah. we have. I mean, it's just yeah. like. And I think oh. this is brilliant, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. not that hard, mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't mean you need new content. But we do need and, new content. 
right? But, but, yeah. but in, in, in the case of a veterinary practice, no, owners no, are going to go to YouTube and look anyway. Yeah. So, oh, right? yep. so Absolutely. why not have your own curated channel? I just think that's no, amazing. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know, I'm totally with there. And it's, it's relatively easy. But you, mm. once again, it's an extra step you have to take. So I would say make an awesome website, number yes, one. Yes, agree. Then do an awesome Facebook page, yep. number two. Then either create an Instagram page or do YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's video versus pictures, yep. one of the two. Yep. Um, and then if, you, if you're good at all those three things, so not, no, just only do a, you know, Instagram and nothing else. The website is doing great because a lot of people still go to your website. That's where sure. it's going to live, yeah. Sure. Then you have your Facebook page that's doing great. There's all the links there. And then you have the third one. After you have curated all those and you're really happy with them and you have people working for them, then it's time to step over to another uh, other platform and maybe expand. Absolutely. And, and I think to your point um, also as, as well is that you can also use this content across oh, each yeah. platform, of course, right? right? So you create a video for YouTube, right. it's going to go on right. Facebook. It's good. You can take a clip of that right. put it on Instagram. Because yes. there is some segmentation of those channels, right? Like not everybody looks at the sure. same things in each place. Yeah. Right. But I and, and again, you don't want to start off everywhere. Exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Something else I think is important, too, when, as we're talking about technology in general, um, and I think there's a ton of potential with social media is I'm a firm believer in practices having an app. And one of the cool things yeah. about an app is that and I feel very passionate about this. We need to make sure that we are providing our cat owners after every visit a place to be able to go to to access information so we can drive them to the website. But what I like about the app is that you can be more specific. So say I came in with, with my cat into your practice, yeah. right? And I have your app downloaded yeah. and you're talking to me about feline diabetes mm -hmm. and I'm overwhelmed because this is a 30 yeah, minute yeah. appointment yeah, and this yeah. is new for me. And it's, and it's going to change your yeah, life. And yeah, and it's going to change my life mm. and I'm going to have a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. One of the things that you can do with most of the app providers in, in the veterinary space is you could very easily from any computer, mobile device, tablet, send me an article to your favorite, uh, uh, a push notification to your favorite article on feline diabetes for, uh, for a cat owner. Mm -hmm. So before I even leave your practice, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a notification yeah. uh, showing me a place to go. So that's a great way to beat Dr. Google because if you don't give me that information in a timely manner, yeah. or yeah. I don't know your website mm -hmm. address or whatnot, which yep. hopefully you'll give me a card to go to it, then it's yes. This is going to be my next challenge. Uh, getting a yeah, practice yeah. app. Yeah, getting oh, a practice absolutely. app. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is this. Well, oh, that makes me excited because no, no, there's it's, there's it's so much opportunity. My next, my next challenge. The Winfeline Foundation has been funding cat health studies for 51 years. If you have a cat or have ever treated a cat, nearly everything we know was once funded by this nonprofit, totaling about 6.5 million dollars. From understanding retroviruses, FELV and FIV, to more recently targeting gene defects responsible for HCM in the Ragdoll and Maine Coon breeds. The Wind Feline Foundation Pet Memorial Program offers veterinary professionals an opportunity to reassure clients that their beloved cats have not been forgotten. And those dollars support health studies that benefit the lives of all cats. Contributions totaling $150 or more receive a certificate suitable for framing or display in your clinic. Imagine being able to treat kidney disease more effectively, using stem cell therapy to cure stomatitis, or drugs to treat FIP are actually within grasp. Consider your support in telling your clients about the Winfeline Foundation and a free newsletter at winfelinefoundation.org. Just talking about apps. Um, 
if I look at my phone, I have like a thousand apps on there, of which ninety nine percent I'm not using. Because and and you so like the apps. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think a, a client you have mm -hmm. to look at the same thing. I, you get apps all the time. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get pe people engaged in that app? You go to the vet once every year or once every mm -hmm. six months. Sure. So then you, you don't use it. So it needs to be so engaging that people want to go back mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So that what you're talking about is called app fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. So we yeah. download so many <laughs> I apps. I love that there's a phrase yeah, for there, this, there's a, Yeah. So there's a phrase for yeah, it, app fatigue. We it. download apps with every business, every right. service or provider that we engage with. Yeah. The issue with those apps and the reasons that we don't engage with them is because, to your point, they fail to provide value. So an app geared to a pet owner has to provide value, right? Mm -hmm. So it has to provide information specific to the care of their cat, mm -hmm. right? So um, what's great about these apps is that they do integrate within your practice management dashboard. Uh, and so what happens is it pulls when services are due for your uh, for your cat. Um, and it also pulls any medications that your cat is on. So if I need to refill any type of medication, I can very easily see that from the app. But some of the app companies, and uh, um, there's one that's, uh, they're getting ready to roll out version 2.0 and it's super exciting. It's like Instagram, but for your practice in the app. So let me explain how that works. Okay. So what happens is, uh, let's, so the feature is called selfies, selfie shots. Okay. So what happens is I can go in there, I can take a selfie with me and a cat and submit it to you. And yeah. once you approve it, once you deem that it's appropriate, yeah. um, then what happens is everyone who has the app will be able to start to see that photo. Mm. They can like it, they can comment oh, on it. So now it's a community. Yeah. yeah, but think about it. This is not like Instagram Global. This is yeah. now a community yeah. of yeah. your own patients. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a convenience factor as well. I can request refills, I can um, Ooh, schedule I like appointments. That. And if you think about the average practice, when do you get your reminders most of the time? after hours, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. but I can't call you because no. you're closed. Yeah. Yeah. And most websites, unfortunately, don't allow me to book an appointment. Yeah. An app gives me the opportunity to take it out, take out my cell phone and do it now. Mm. Um, so absolutely, we have to make sure that- I knew there um, was a reason I waited. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, See, yeah, you're yeah. waiting yeah. until it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> yeah, that's okay, we'll cut you. I do want to hear this. <laughs> I'm we're 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 we're, uh, we're eating your candy because we're all hypoglycemic yeah, from working exactly. all day. Exactly. So yeah. uh, I want to hear the story behind this. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. From the both of yeah, you. Yeah, we'll ask them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, doctor of oh, doctor Tom Bone just came in, the CEO of VMS. Uh, I, I'm calling you doctor now. That's how hypoglycemic. Honorary. But it, 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 he's an honorary doctor. For the purposes in the, of this uh, podcast. The podcast uh, yeah. academy, but uh, academy. So, um, and uh, and we're feeding him Swedish fish. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what. Yep. Yeah. No. Sorry, no recording. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> So live-ish. <laughs> would have been better if it was live. Yeah, would have yeah, been more yeah, fun. yeah, really, really. Okay, so this is this is really good news for me because my procrastination has finally paid off, <laughs> and I will I will finally be like at the right time. Timing is everything. Yeah, your app's gonna this. be. I love this. Perfect by the time okay. you get it. Good. So just wait probably another fifteen to thirty days. I love this. I love <laughs> this. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground, right? So we've talked about. Um, right and wrong, do's and don'ts with photography. We've talked about kind of where to go on social media yeah. and how to tell stories about that. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about like the cat owner themselves um, as different from the people who own the lesser species. How do you, or what do we need to think about that's different about the cat owner than the owner? Um, I think another species. Well, I think the relationship uh, with cattle. Yeah, absolutely. I think understanding that the relationship is different. Yeah. Something that you taught me as a part of what we're working on is the fact that 
cat owners don't trust their their, their veterinarians not the go-to resource yep. um, and I think we need to understand that and we need to do what we can to to change that dynamic yeah um, and it, at right now that's really and truly what what I personally am, am kind of challenges with is yeah. how can we position the veterinarian as the actual expert yeah. when it comes to, yep. to feline care yep. not the groomer not the no. um, not the person It'll be a Facebook group absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, and so we need to uh, and then you know find a way that the veterinarian um, ends up being that go-to resource yeah. mm. um, because that worries me that we're not looking at that and we're not addressing that yep. concern and that um, and and, and again, it's happened it's happening now it, it, it yeah. truly is yeah. and and it's only going to get worse because yeah. if you think about the new generation of pet owners that we're molding if we don't change this early on mm. then this is going to be much harder to undo yeah. in the future and yeah. we're gonna have to wait it's gonna go uh, way to, ahead of us absolutely yeah um, so I think that I agree with you. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need to we need to accept the fact that this is happening. Yes. And then we need to figure out how to work with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other thing, um, and I know the research isn't perfect, and you and I have talked about this yeah. before, that there's personality profiles of dog versus cat owners. And it's kind of tricky ground because it's not always great research. But once you start to look at it, like all of us, all of us, you know, veterinarians will go, Oh, I, I know that lady, <laughs> right? I, I, I know that lady. So so I think you should pay some attention to it, and there is there is um, there there is things you can hang your hat on. So, for example, at least in North America, Absolutely. often in in the family, it's the woman who who is in charge of the sure. family's health care. It's more likely to be the woman, right? I mean, that's yeah. this is true across like human and right, veterinary it, medicine, right? It's just it's one it's a cultural thing for us, most certainly. And so that that that's an important factoid. I agree. Right. I absolutely agree. And that's yeah. something that's often overlooked. Yeah. Um, and so I think learning communication styles mm. to best ensure that you're engaging yeah. uh, with with the person that's in front of you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think a lot of practices look at that. No. I think um, I don't think they do either. That it's it's very overlooked. And I tell yeah. practices, and again, I'm still doing research. I'm still learning from you. I'm still reading as much as I can about this. But I think when we have a dog owner and a cat owner walk in the door, mm. I think they shouldn't be addressed the no, same way. No, mm-hmm. um, I think they absolutely need to understand that there's a difference in yep. how they like to be communicated. Yep. Um, and they have a different relationship with their pet. Most certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, I mean, again, this is not anything other than saying what, what, what studies show, you know, psychologists say that females like to be communicated a little bit differently than males. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And if we know that females are primarily the driving force yeah. behind this, then we need to understand those communication styles. Something that I read, uh, on psychology today was um, if you're communicating with a female, especially when it's medically related, that um, females would rather communicate. And then this is, I should disclaimer, this is generalization. This is yes. not Eric Garcia. This, this is, is studies. Thank you, uh, yeah. So let me just yes. disclaimer. Let me yes, put that yes. out there. Yes. But um, that when you're communicating to a female that they would rather be face to face, right? Because of females course. like to read your action. They like yeah. to make sure that you're engaged in the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Where men, when you're communicating with them, it doesn't matter. No, no. And, they, and in fact, they want to yeah. sit by side yeah, by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. They um, don't want to be. They, no. this is uncomfortable. This is very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where women, they want to make eye contact. Yeah. They want to make sure that you're engaged, yeah. and that's how yeah. it shows. Because we're that, reading you the whole yes. time. But that's also what shows. Yes, that's and <laughs> that's what cats do. Too. This, yeah, <laughs> cats. Yeah, cats <laughs> and women are no we're different. We're reading yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So again, yeah. so those those are the little things that I think we should start looking at in, in our yeah. profession to better understand. Um, that we need to we need different approaches yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's so, not a one size fits all. I don't want to be the party breaker, but we have normally um, <laughs> 20 minutes, 22 minutes uh, per podcast. We like to make them we short. Like to because, talk. Uh, and you like to talk. But I have one more question. <laughs> no, you to, like to, to talk. To, to finalize it up. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that this podcast, because it is so long, will, will be two parts. So yeah. we're at oh, the, okay. end of the yeah. second part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just want to have a little bit of conversation because it's a question I get a lot. Um, about should I advertise on social media? Yes or no? And if I should, what should I do? Paid advertising? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, paid yeah. advertising. Good yeah. question. Good question. Absolutely. So well, thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you only has them every <laughs> once in a while. Yes, um, it's very difficult to get in between. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's like I'm <laughs> separating <laughs> the both of you. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, like any two of us in the room, yeah. and you're toast. I'm yeah. Okay. To. So, um, so yes, my answer is yes. There are great advertising opportunities that exist exist with social media. There's some great video advertising opportunities that exist with both in Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the one thing I tell practice is it's it's not for everyone. And the reason I say that is um, my favorite advertising platform through social media is through video, but it's it, 30 second videos. Yeah. And uh, there have been studies shown by Google that uh, they recently, uh, there was an email recently received probably in the last few months that talk about the shorter the video, the better. Mm-hmm. But how can you create a video in 30 yeah, seconds yeah, that's, that's engaging? Yeah. So if if I have I have one that I could show you, but it's a podcast, so I can't show you. Um, but it really captures the essence of who that practice is in a very short period of time. That's I mean, awesome. it really hits the the message, the pain point as to um, uh, the, what are the the statements in the video is my pet doesn't like to come to the vet. Um, and That's a grab it yeah, right there. and it says I love that as a challenge because our clients end up wanting to bring their, their pets end up wanting to come to the vet. That's awesome. um, so yes, in in shorts. Um, yeah. yeah, the answer is yes. And we yeah. can talk about this. For I was just going to say, yeah, oh <laughs> I was like, I have a lot more to say about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to get you back for sure. But I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think this is that that really hits the nail on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. So thank you so much for these yes. both of you. Awesome thank you. podcast. It's wonderful thank you for letting you. us be on your podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. I feel like I think we've just sold the podcast in our own host podcast. So all right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. <laughs> and we look forward to our future per podcast. Yeah. Uh, Just let us know. With our next guest. With our new presenter. Yeah, that's right. Thanks Eric for joining Garcia. us. All right. <laughs> Love All you guys. Great. Thank, Thank you. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yola Kirkenstein is a diplomat of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinary. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at Per Podcast.